Welcome to the RSA Conference StoryCorps Podcasts. Please enjoy this discussion between Art Coviello and Trevor Hughes. Art is president of Art Coviello Associates, LLC, and founded the Digital Equilibrium Project. Trevor is president and CEO of International Association of Privacy Professionals and works on the project with Art. Trevor begins the conversation. Well, good morning, Art. Hi. <laughs> Uh, just this week, you received the Lifetime Achievement Award from, from RSA uh, for really a massive career of contributions to the field of, of information security. I'm a tech guy. Yep. You're a, a, a lawyer. Um, privacy tends to be more about policy yep. and how information is used. Security tends to be about how things get protected. You cannot have privacy without security. Indeed. Um, so my job is to help enable your privacy. Your, your job is to, to define what privacy rights should be. We have a, a substrata, a foundation of privacy laws around the world. The challenge there is that laws have a tendency to be dated as soon as they're passed. And what that creates is a gap, I call it a public policy gap, between the leading edge of our best laws and the best thinking we can do from a public policy perspective and the bleeding edge of business innovation and technology innovation. We have this public policy gap that creates real risk for organizations and real concerns and potential harm for citizens and consumers. The other thing is we can't anticipate the, the changes to our, our, our actual humanity uh, as a result of all of this technology. Things like social media, which are, are only you know, five to 10 years old, are having a dramatic impact on, on, on our discourse. Facebook, the leading social media platform, has over 1.5 billion users around the world. And they've generated those users in, I think, just 11, it might be 12 years at this point. And if you compare that to, say, Christianity, they have just over 2 billion adherents, and it's taken them 2,000 years to generate that many um, people following that faith. And that speed of adoption, I think, really challenges our ability as societies to develop the norms, the tools, the mechanisms that, that recalibrate privacy and security within those new domains. Um, seems on the surface to be a good thing, uh, but law enforcement is increasingly frustrated almost monumentally by the fact that they can't get at evidence that would allow them to um, prosecute criminals. There is um, a story in the media right now where the FBI has requested through the courts that Apple unlock an iPhone that was possessed by um, a terrorist, actually, someone who perpetrated a, a shooting in San Bernardino, California. I don't know what's right or wrong, but as a society, we need to decide, where do we draw those lines? How much do we value security in certain circumstances, and how much do we value privacy? Uh, with your leadership, we've brought together a number of people to work on something that uh, is now called the Digital Equilibrium Project. And it really is meant to be a dialogue, a conversation, a mechanism to bring people together from the various uh, perspectives and constituencies in this new digital economy. And you've been very successful at bringing some incredibly influential voices to the table. 
what I have the ambition to do is to create that dialogue so that there is fluency across those domains. So that when an information security professional, when someone responsible for national security or protecting against terrorism um, or protecting the security of a network inside an organization says something, an information privacy professional will understand it. Their, their ear will be tuned to that language so that they can come back and say, I get it, right? I understand that value. I understand that interest. Here's my world and what we have to uh, accommodate, work through, figure out so as to achieve both of these important goals. I, I now would tend to agree with you. We're, we're never actually going to solve this problem. But if we allow social norms and legal constructs to develop on their own, uh, we might not be particularly satisfied with the results. And that's really, I think, what the goal of our project is now, is, is to help people form that higher level of understanding, understand other points of view, so that as these social norms develop, as th these legal constructs develop, uh, they're developed with an eye towards all of, the, um, all of the constituencies being represented. It really is fantastic that we are generating that dialogue. Um, I think that is the key. I'm wondering, as we look forward into the future, if... Uh, if we can learn from everything that we've done before, you and I, in our respective fields. My concern is with this rush of, of technology, we might have some catastrophic lessons to learn uh, before we actually come to a, a more civilized resolution of these issues. But at the end of the day, um, technologists are, are optimists. So I am hoping that, uh, that it will be a soft landing from a potential catastrophe. And I've always been inspired by President Kennedy's uh, words in, uh, in a speech he gave at American University's commencement in, in 1963. It was six months after the Cuban Missile Crisis. And he said, we all inhabit this small planet. We all breathe the same air, and we all cherish our children's future. And what he was getting at was the need for all countries to come together to solve this problem of nuclear non-proliferation. He also said in that same speech that our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man. When I look at the future, I, I, I try to take lessons from the past, and I hope that we can proactively, preemptively address some of those concerns. We need to get privacy and security right because they have emerged as the first and primary concerns coming out of this digital economy. And if we can address those so that we um, meet the expectations of citizens and consumers and societies with regards to security and privacy while still generating the benefits of the digital economy, that's really good work, and that's what keeps me coming into the office every day, and it what's, it's what makes me very proud to be here at RSA and working with people like you. That's what drives me as well. Thank you for listening to this RSA Conference StoryCorps podcast. It was produced by RSA Conference with interviews recorded by StoryCorps, a national nonprofit whose mission is to provide Americans of all backgrounds and beliefs with the opportunity to record, share, and preserve the stories of our lives www.storycore.org.